Welcome back to Genuine Ground, where everything is genuine and nothing is edited. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Sarah. And all are welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Genuine Ground. It's Mackenzie. And it's Sarah. <laughs> Again, you guys, we apologize for the audio. We are still via Zoom this week. Distance is hard. Long distance is hard, Sarah. I don't know how we do it. It is. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of people from last week's episode said it was bearable. I know it's not ideal, but thank y'all so much. We'll be back together soon enough and it'll be much easier on the ears. So we thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we thank you for sticking with us, but we thought we'd still bring you guys content because I know that we do have some loyal listeners that listen every week. Um, oh yeah. So anyways, here we yeah. are. So first so, off real quick, real quick question for you. How's that journal challenge going? Oh, wait, I've actually really loved the journal challenge to be completely honest. It is bringing out some really good um, thoughts, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like thoughts. It's bringing back some, okay, we've done a few journal entries so far. So the Mm -hmm. first one was pivotal moments in your life. Mm -hmm. And that one was freaking deep for me to write down kicking it off strong me too Woo. it really was a good reflection it was a good reflection but also I found a trend in my pivotal moments <laughs> so we'll have to discuss those um absolutely eventually mm-hmm. but yeah love that and then I also really liked the what do your friends think of you because it had a lot of self-reflection as well so I love that mm-hmm. How's it going for you? Did you like the journal prompts? I mean, you created them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been good. And I feel like my struggle with journaling is always that I start and I never keep up with it. So I'm glad we've got a little bit of sense of accountability. I mean, we can't we can't post the challenges without doing it ourselves, right? So it feels good knowing that other people are doing it too. And I'm actually going to have a full 30 days of journaling written down. And I think it's going to be great. I'm really liking it so far. And I've been doing it on my lunch breaks at work. I'll pull out my little journal real quick, put in my headphones and journal and then I go back to work. So it's been really good. I love that. Yeah. I actually did mine during my lunch break too. Like I, Mm -hmm. I pour another cup of coffee and then I sit down Mm -hmm. with my journal and I've been writing and honestly, it's been very therapeutic and Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. It helps me process my thoughts. It helps me get in a good headspace. Um, or if yeah. I'm not in a good headspace, then it's like, all right, I've got some work to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Absolutely. thank you for that, Sarah. I really love journal entries. It's fun. I hope you all are enjoying it too. And if you missed any, they're all in a highlight uh, story highlight on our Genuine Ground Instagram page. So check it out. Woo-hoo. We love that. Yes. All right, but jumping into today's episode, we are touching on a topic that I feel like is so important, um, especially being that we talk a lot about relationships on our podcast. And so this topic is, what does it look like to be emotionally available? And what does Mm -hmm. it look like for someone to be emotionally unavailable? Mm -hmm. Wow, how relatable. Yes, absolutely. I feel like we hear about this all the time. We all self-identify or self-label ourselves, you know, as one or the other quite briefly. So, And I think it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of times I feel like girls 
too. Like we always like think that we're emotionally available and like we want relationships, but like we need to reflect and say like, Oh, like, are we actually there? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and really self-reflect. So uh, yeah, I think this is a good topic for today. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to start this off too, by sharing this post on Instagram that I saw that I feel like really resonates with this topic, with the idea of relationships and being emotionally available and kind of what does it mean to be emotionally available? So I'm going to read this and we can kind of talk about it. And then Sarah, I'd love to know your thoughts. Yeah. So let's hear it. So this post is from um, a relationship therapist. It's called, he's called the angry therapist, which I think is kind of funny. Um, So here it goes. Falling in love and having a relationship are two different things. Falling in love is a feeling. Loving someone and building a relationship is a daily choice. Emphasis on the word daily. Many mistake the feeling of love with the actual work of loving someone. If your definition of loving someone is dependent solely on the feeling, good luck. Because feelings fluctuate and your relationship will be short-lived. Many allow themselves to check out or leave a relationship because feelings have changed or faded. But that is not enough to leave. If that were the case, no one would have relationships over three years. So you have to choose every day to love or not to live. Some days it will be easy. Some days it will be difficult. But every day is a choice. That's what building a relationship looks like. Everyone wants a relationship, but not everyone is willing to make that daily choice. The action of loving whether they feel in love or not. So ask yourself if you just want the feeling of love or if you actually want to build something, because those are two very different things. And just because you have one doesn't mean you'll have another. Mm, I love that. Wow. That's really good. I feel like that's so true. Um, I find that like in relationships, if you're begging someone for something or you find yourself asking the same things of your partner, Mm -hmm. it's like such an eye opener to realize that like maybe they're not putting in the effort and like you're begging them to put in the effort and to like be there for you and they're just not. And maybe it's because they, you know, maybe they want to, or maybe they don't want to, I don't, I don't know, but it's just kind of where they are emotionally in their own journey with themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so I, yeah. one of my thoughts I had when you were reading that was, I feel like a lot of people tend to get in the mindset of the grass is always greener on the other side. And I think that that kind of tends to happen around the point where maybe that feeling of love has died away a little bit. And they want to jump ship, right? You know, they they don't feel anymore. So it's going to be better somewhere else. Where I think a lot of people just completely ignore the foundations of are y'all good together? Are you a good partnership? And that's something that should be worth fighting for, right? So just fascinating to think that people just operate solely on feelings. It's just, oh, that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm. Yeah. 
I think this topic too, <laughs> it's, I'm doing some self-reflection on this too, is I know in past episodes when we've talked about like living with a significant other, when we've talked about relationship red flags and things like that, and I've opened up and I've shared my story with my ex-boyfriend that I dated for oh, I, years and we've had, you know, experience dating like previously and there was so much that happened in that relationship but what it made me appreciate and what it made me learn is that we both put in work in that relationship we didn't always like show up in ways but it's talking about this topic made me realize that there were parts of that relationship that I really do appreciate um and the fact that we were able to put in work and to know that it's not always going to be easy so it made me think of some self-reflection of my past relationships. And yeah, there there have definitely been times that I haven't been emotionally available in a relationship, but I've worked to overcome that um, while still being in a relationship. And I work to do, to find uh, ways to come emotionally available um, with spending time with myself and learning more about me and what I need and what I want and how I can show up better for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I like that post a lot. So, all right, Sarah, do you want to go over some, I guess, like ways to realize if we're emotionally unavailable or some Absolutely. key trends? Absolutely. So I feel like some of the things we're going to go over are if they are emotionally available as well. And then um, I feel like once you start answering no to a couple of these, that's a, that's a big old red flag, but they're just, they're not available. So think on this and think about yourself as we go through these questions and think about your partner or who you're in a relationship with. So, okay. One, they know how to be vulnerable. Okay. Ish. Oh my God. Uh, Being vulnerable is scary. <laughs> it's so scary. Um, yeah, especially in a world of abandonment and rejection, I think a lot of people stifle that vulnerability down. And you have to really work and mature yourself to be able to be vulnerable. So that's a really good, I, big one. I feel like you have to be very confident in your weaknesses to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like you have to know what you're bad at and be comfortable with it, but then know Mm -hmm. that those are things that you need to work on and own it to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a strength. Yeah. And especially if it's someone you trust and you're still not vulnerable with them, that's a big sign that they're just so afraid to let you see that side of them. And how are you ever going to move forward if that's the case, whether it be a friendship or relationship? So if the trust is there and you're still not vulnerable, I think that's a really big sign as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some time where you need to do some self-reflection and be like, okay, why am I so scared? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Damn. Absolutely. Isn't that the truth. So that's a really good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to do the next one? Sure. So, the next one is seeing, well, if they respect your boundaries. And this one's good. Um, so, but this makes me think of 
how to kind of show a few boundaries because I think some people see this as different. I think people see boundaries and setting boundaries as everyone does it differently. Mm-hmm. So how would you set a boundary? Um, I think the or whole concept like? of, yeah, I think the whole concept of respecting your boundaries and respecting someone else's boundaries has to start with being self-aware to know your own boundaries. And I think you can kind of identify that in other people. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I mean, I think it's as simple as if you have a conversation about something being really important to you and it continually is blatantly ignored, then that's clearly not respecting a boundary. Um, and it's, it's not them understanding that it's important to you and they're still going to put their needs first kind of thing. And I think that mm-hmm. would be a really telltale sign that, you know, you, you ask someone of something and it's just, it never is respected again or improved upon or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're begging someone for something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, yeah, respect boundaries. And I feel like if your boundaries aren't respected, maybe it's not a good relationship for you. Mm-hmm. And you I, know, I think it really is that is. Yeah. Yeah. You need someone who's going to respect that and want the best for you. Right. So. And if they can't even understand that that's what you need, it's probably stemming from such a a crazy self journey of their own type thing. So, yeah, I mean, someone needs to have empathy to understand where you're coming from and to care enough to act on what your needs are, Mm -hmm. you know, and to be able to respect the boundaries that you set in relationships. Yeah, and goes All both right. ways. So that's that's a good one. All right, next one. Okay. The next one. So you are emotionally available if you are consistent and reliable. Oh <laughs> wow. Consistency. What is that? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Consistency is making a choice every damn day. That's like the post you just read. Yes making a choice every day to show up for Mm -hmm. your partner so that means you know being there for them being available for their needs but also your own Mm -hmm. um and finding a balance between that and compromising on it and being consistent with that absolutely what a good one there's yeah I definitely had a relationship in the past where I would notice I would get a lot of a lot or like extra attention whenever um, they wanted something from me, and every time I started getting a lot of attention, I knew that an ask was coming of them. Like whether it be, I don't know, nothing crazy, but you know, it was it was a uh, definitely based all about them, and it just wasn't fair to have such a hot and cold type situation. So that's mm. a big one that I have yeah. learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. I've seen this post too, and it's just I think it was maybe on like the the page were really not strangers or whatever. I follow that account that like has different mm-hmm. quotes and like things about relationships because obviously we love talking about them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this post says like, um, you don't want to be with someone that leaves you feeling like all these question marks. It was just like a photo of like all these question marks. 
And like, Mm -hmm. how true, like if some days it's really hot, some days it's really cold and like you're up and down, up and down, up and down, like, and you don't know how the person feels and they like say they're there for you one day and then they're not there for you the next day. And then they say that they're going to work on things and then they don't like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's a fucking roller coaster. And you can't Mm -hmm. be with someone that's like so hot and cold all the time. Maybe that's a boundary that you set true they all go hand in hand it's pretty crazy like and if someone is really hot and cold with you I'm probably not going to be as vulnerable you know so it's just damn oh my (laughs) god I've totally had that in the past where it's like someone was like you know what you're right like I I need to show up for you and like I need to do this and then suddenly they just like go away and then you're like oh okay did you Mm -hmm. mean what you said or are you just like saying that because you know that's what I want to hear you know I don't know yeah yeah these are all very good love that Mm -hmm. okay the next one (laughs) I feel like this is so basic and this is gonna piss off so many people but it's like so (laughs) true Um, to communicate effectively (laughs) oh my god I don't know why communication is like such a topic when it comes to relationships like everyone needs to communicate like no like duh like obviously Mm -hmm. but like I think so Mm -hmm. many people like try to people please others like they say things that people want to hear or you know instead of just like being fucking honest um of like what you actually want what you need and I also think a lot of times people don't know what they want they don't know what they need exactly exactly they can't identify it in themselves yeah so like I think that's important to like know your wants and needs and then to be able to communicate that and to not play games and to not you know to show up as you fucking are like if someone loves you they're gonna love you for you and they're they're going to be there and respect what you need honestly mm-hmm. absolutely and I think too I think one of the hardest parts about communication and relationships for me in the past was that they the communication wasn't consistent and it's kind of it made it feel like it was love bombing whenever it was happening which is a whole mess in itself but I think that these days you know when you are having relationships with people where you're texting every day and you can start to see the little inconsistencies in communication whether they're you know being short or if they're just not as energetic or whatever it may be I think that that can be a really telltale sign that you know we need to dive into this further let's have um let's have a conversation about this or what's really going on outside of texting or whatever so I think communication goes into all forms of communication where it just may be you know let's get off our phones a little bit let's have some face-to-face and talk shit out even though it may not always be easy yeah No, for sure. And I think just like letting your partner know if you're in a relationship, like where you're at emotionally, like ask them, hey, like, how was your day? And instead of just saying like good or fine, like literally fucking tell them they're supposed to be your Mm -hmm. person, like share how you feel and like what you need. Like, hey, like I'm having a really fucking bad day. Maybe you just want space. Be like, hey, like I just need a little space. Like I, I still love you and it's nothing that you're doing. I'm just like having a shitty day and like I will Mm -hmm. talk to you at x time you know what i mean and then actually fucking talk to them at the time that you're going to tell them or yeah i don't know or say like share the good times like oh my god like i had such a good day like 
boba, like I just want to spend time with you or like whatever, whatever it is for you. Um, mm-hmm. Just being able to communicate it. It's not that hard. Yeah. I think, I think I so many times we overcomplicate things and like, oh, you know, they're not communicating or they're not doing this or whatever. It's like, just fucking do it. It's actually not mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> we, yeah. I think so many times we give excuses because we feel like there's like pressure or, but there's no pressure. Just like show up as yourself and like say what you feel. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand too that people are going to be understanding. And I think about situations where, you know, people get mad because they haven't heard from someone in so long. And it's like, if they would have just taken 15 seconds out of their day to say, hey, I'm super swamped with work today, I'll check with you after work or something. And sure, whatever that boundary may be for you. But it's just, it's one of those things where preventative communication is so much more effective than having to go back retroactively and be like oh I should have done this and I'm sorry I left you hanging and made you feel shitty or whatever it may be so I think that's important and you really have to practice doing it sometimes to get used to it but it's worth it yeah yeah no and like you don't owe this to like random people off the street like who cares but like right you owe it to people that matter you owe it to your friends you owe it to the person you're in a relationship with you owe it to your family like you know, you can't just like ghost the important people in your life that care about you. I mean, otherwise those relationships won't hold, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. Okay. okay. Number five. So, number five, you know that someone is emotionally available if they practice self-compassion. Oof. I like that. We love that. I think that's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. But be kind to yourself. Yeah. And if you see someone who's always very harsh on themselves, it could be a good eye-opener. You know, are they going to be that way towards me? Are they going to bring me down? And all that good stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Number six. You know someone is emotionally available if they have a strong support system. Mm-hmm. they have people mm-hmm. to build them up mm-hmm. yeah we all need an army behind us to get through life and I think kind of on the flip side obviously this kind of takes a different direction but I definitely have seen relationships in the past where someone has a strong support system and their partner doesn't like that they have that support system outside of them you know, and it mm-hmm. can definitely get into a controlling situation um, where they're and very manipulative as well, honestly. But you should both have your strong support systems and respect those uh, equivalent support systems for each of you, because that's what's going to keep you sane and independent and putting your best foot forward for your relationship. Oh, for sure. Okay. Quickly, I want to touch on. I was having this conversation with one of my friends, and I feel like this goes along with this about the support system and like the structure you have in your life. Mm-hmm. So, she was telling me that she went to therapy and she always found herself when she went through a breakup that like her whole world was ending, is what it felt like. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't just like she was sad about the relationship, she's just like you know, I've completely abandoned my friends. I have, you know, I've lost a lot of things in my life because I was so fully invested in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so she said the way that she learned 
to see it differently and was to think of a game like Jenga. Okay. So in Jenga, you put all of your, you never pull out any of your important pieces at the bottom. Because Mm -hmm. if you pull out your important pieces at the bottom, the Jenga tower is going to fall. Mm -hmm. So she said she always placed relationship tiles like boyfriends at the bottom of their at her Jenga pile when really they weren't stable enough to be there. So the way that she views it is when she looks at her relationships to put stable pieces at the bottom. So for her, this meant family, this meant work. And then she put her relationship maybe on a higher tile where if it was replaced or taken out of her life that she still had a stable foundation mm-hmm. and to kind of view your relationships like that like of what's important to you and it makes you prioritize your priorities right mm-hmm. um so I thought that was interesting and I thought that, that was like a good way to view relationships too and just kind of like truly seeing like okay where are you finding support where are you find finding stability in your life and prioritizing those yeah that's really good and it's, I think it's also important to not treat your support system as only a support system. So, for example, whenever things are getting tough, usually on them, I think obviously it's just like a relationship. You have to put effort into that support system just as much as that relationship on a day-to-day. And if you can yeah. do that, then, you, yeah, you've got a support system for life. Beautiful. Yeah. And I know it's hard, like balancing a relationship and friends is, is, is difficult. Like, don't get me fucking mm-hmm. wrong, because I think a lot of times in relationships, you get so wrapped up in the whole oh, like yeah. feeling of love and wanting to spend so much time with this person and wanting to grow close. And that's, those are all good things. Um, but there also needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that I struggle with, too. So it's just, um, yeah, finding a good balance in your life. With everything. I mean, I think that's something Mm -hmm. everyone's constantly learning, but definitely something to think about and be mindful of. Absolutely. And I think the more emphasis you put on these things at the beginning of the relationship, the more inclined you are to make it to that three-year mark where you're quote unquote, not as strong in the love feeling anymore. Um, I think that's Mm -hmm. how you develop that partnership from the get-go. Yeah. And I think that goes with any relationship. Like, I don't know. I always get kind of nervous when I see like (laughs) couples that are like getting married before they've even like spent a year together. Like, it's just insane to me. Like, you don't like, you need to go through all the seasons with someone and see them (laughs) in good times and dark times and be able to like work through tough shit. Yeah. So just my thoughts, but wow. Being emotionally available. Um, I think requires a lot and a a lot of um, healthy actions. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also makes me think to, to, I mean, for a healthy relationship, both people need to be emotionally available. Um, And I've also heard um, this saying where like, you know, if you've ever heard someone say like, you know, I just, you know, that spark isn't there anymore. Like, it's just not fun anymore. Or there's, you know, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. it's not as intense, I guess, as it once was. Like that feeling 
of love or whatever. Mm -hmm. There was this video that I watched and it said, okay, well, is that feeling not there anymore? Or is that just what you're looking for because you're used to chaos? Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. used to feeling that up and down roller coaster from what you've learned from past relationships. So is that like yeah. what you want in your relationship or is that just what feels safe and what you are familiar with? Yeah, I think we've had a similar conversation before too, where it can feel boring for a moment, you know, and I know that's scary and that can make you want to jump ship, but um, boring can be pretty healthy in a way. You just have to readjust to having stability in your life. And it's really interesting. I definitely had relationships and because of a quote unquote spark isn't there. And it, it's something that they realize later they fucked up, but you know, it's just, it's hard when you've got all this trauma and past toxicity. Yeah. And I always think about it too. Like, you know, people say like a house is a home with like who you're with. And then also too, like when you're in relationships, that person feels like home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, like what does home look like? What do you want home to look like? Do you want home? Does home to you feel stressful? Is that just what you know? Is that chaotic? Is that what like in a household you grew up in? Or is your home, do you want it to be like your sanctuary, your safe space? And sometimes I think, you know, our sanctuary, our safe space, or maybe like a place of silence can be boring, but it's fucking home. Like it's someone that's, you know, mm-hmm. safe and comfortable. And it just depends on what you're looking for in relationships. But I think mm-hmm. the healthier relationships lean towards more of that place of being, having peace and being calm. I agree. And I think the more that that healthy relationship shows up for you in times of need, the more you realize that, you know, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe this is exactly what I've been needing my whole life kind of thing. So yeah, very nice. I just think especially when it can be appreciated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're just so shaped by like our past traumas, like with past relationships, past friendships, past, you know, relationships with our family that like it truly shapes the way that we think and all of our experiences are so different. And I think that's why relationships can be so fucking hard is because Mm -hmm. we all grew up very differently. We all have very, very different experiences throughout life. Like we're all snowflakes. Like no one's the same. We all are very different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've all got, (laughs) got our baggage. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. But how you handle it and how you move on with it is such a game changer that can open so many doors for you. And it's just a lot about self-awareness and, yeah, and honestly, emotional maturity. You can have all the self-awareness in the world, but until you're mature in it, it's all for nothing. Yeah. I mean, like looking at this list, list and like reflecting back, I mean, there's all things that like I we all can, but like me personally, I'm thinking like, wow, like, yeah, I need to work on certain things. Like I need to always make sure that I'm working on my support system and being there for my friends. Um, I know that there's times I need to communicate better. (laughs) I know there's times where I need to have self-compassion. I know that there's times that I'm not consistent in that sense, you know, I mean, yeah, 
And I think there's like all things that there you constantly need to work on. It's not just something where it's like, okay, I checked the box and I'm there. These are mm-hmm. all things that we're constantly working on. Exactly. And it's not something that it's like, Ooh, I'm not so good at that. I'm going to leave it alone. Not the case at all. It's, you know, you're going to put in the effort for it. And that's what matters the most too. It's showing up and being reliable as we've got on this list. <laughs> yeah. It takes time and it takes practice and then it becomes mm-hmm. a habit. And it's like, learning to retrain your brain to think differently and to see the world and see how you come off and, you know, act towards other people is definitely takes time. And it's a process. It sure is. This list kind of makes me think about, you know, we, I think we've mentioned before too, like, do I just want a relationship or am I ready for a relationship? And it's hard. I think there's a lot of like social media trends even out there, like cuffing season and Valentine's Day for, you know, and holidays and stuff that you want a relationship. But or, for example, if you're getting over one or something and you just want that. That peace and that reassurance there of a partner, but it's just I just see time and time again that until you're feeling very available emotionally. It's just not worth it. And so it's really hard to do, but it's a, it's a good check-in, especially like if you're thinking about, you know, getting on the dating apps, like what, why are you getting on them? What, for what, for what reason are you actually going to be available? Are you actually going to go out on these dates and all that good stuff? It's a good check-in with you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's important. I think all of these Things that we've mentioned are important if you're in a relationship, like let's evaluate Mm -hmm. yourself and see if you're showing up for your partner Mm -hmm. and kind of doing a check. And maybe you have a conversation about it with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And you're like, hey, like, you know, what are ways that I can improve? Or, you know, what have you noticed? And be understanding and listen and literally just communicate. And then also, too, if you are single, I mean, yeah check in with yourself. Like if you are on dating apps, if you are dating, like, what do you actually want? And, you know, I Mm -hmm. think it's okay if you're on dating apps because you want maybe attention or maybe you just want to go meet people and that's fine too. But I think you just need to be upfront with your intentions and your emotions and where you're at. Yeah. Being honest. Oh, which also brings me back to an old thought Mm -hmm. of what we've talked about before is like, if a guy says, like, I'm not looking for anything serious, fucking <laughs> trust that. Trust Don't that. try and prove them wrong. <laughs> don't, don't, don't think that that's yeah. going to fucking change. I know. I, yeah. I know I'm guilty of whenever I've heard in the past, like, oh, I don't want a relationship right now. And my mind's like, all right, bet. <laughs> and I, you're like, like mission you're like, accepted. <laughs> <laughs> bet. I'm going to take that challenge on. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's like, no, they really mean it. And don't make them prove you time and time again that they don't, they don't want that shit. So when people aren't ready, say, okay, you walk away and you open another door. Yeah. But, and you know, if someone's not willing to be there for you, then you don't want that anyway. Like you want someone that's going to commit to you and like be there for you in the ways that you need. And you deserve that. Um, But you also need to be that person for someone else too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two-way street yes ma'am um I had a conversation with a friend the other day and we were saying you know it's really crazy being a, a single female in our 20s you're really at the mercy of the fuck boys right like 
it's always until someone's emotionally available until they're looking to settle down what's it for and um it's funny because I know I've I've talked to so many guys who they're like you know I'm not going to settle down until I reach this goal in my life and whether it be um, once I'm 30, I'm going to settle down and start looking for my, my great girl that I'm going to hold down. Or once I reach this step in my career, or once I have this financial security, then I'll want to settle down. And um, it's so funny because you can have a great person, but if they're not emotionally available, so you're never going to get what you need and what you want out of that relationship, that, you know, that fling, whatever it may be. And it's just so important to realize and be honest with yourself about because it. it's better to let it go now rather than wait around until they, they think they'll be ready and it just doesn't happen. Oh, it cracks me the fuck up when guys are like, yeah, like, you know, when I get this promotion or like, you know, when I turn 30, mm-hmm. like, shut the mm-hmm. fuck up. No, because by the time you're 30, you're still going to be having the same fucking issues because you've never practiced. Mm-hmm. You've never been in a relationship, like a serious relationship where you've actually fucking tried and like mm-hmm. learned from your mistakes. Like you need to be in relationships to improve on them and like work yeah. on them. And then you can That's decide, okay, is this person meant for me or not? And like, mm-hmm. you know, then go on with your life. But like, I never think that relationships ever waste your time. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. I'm alone in this, but I feel like you always learn something from someone or at least you're, you're practicing, you're practicing for your person, like the person that you're meant to be with, like, this is practice so that I'm a better version of myself for the next mm-hmm. person that comes along. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's a funny thing to hear and ridiculous. That's all it is. well with that we hope you guys have a great week talk to you next time